And welcome in to another Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas and Majana with you. Hello. Hey, we're going to talk about fear today. Are you afraid of anything? Nothing. I'm Nothing. bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that was a good introduction is what an intention grabber is what you call that. Yeah, we're going to talk about this. I had a little one of those uh, getting ready in the morning epiphanies. I think it was. Anyway, it was just one of those moments that kind of hits you. And the, uh, the, the thought that came very clear was a little saying. You know how people always have these quotes from various people? Well, I've got one now. Oh, I love it. Fear becomes fact. Oh, yeah. You know, and, it, and the idea of it simply is that what we fear is going to come about. Because we give it so much mental energy. Yes, those things we focus a lot of fear on. And that's the deal is, you know, the the way to create things. Here's a little secret. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) But just because you listen to this, uh, we'll give it to you. What you focus on repetitively with a lot of emotion will happen. I bet they've never heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) Exclusive right here. Well, that's what makes fear such a powerful manifester. Because we repeat these fears in our mind over and over and over, and it's a very emotional expression. Right. So the key there is it's not in the mind, it's in the emotion. Yeah. And what I recall back, you know, if you've listened to some of the early podcasts, and I think it was like number 20 or 21, way back in the early days, I told the story of being of living in an RV for a year. It was very intentional that I did it. It was the year of 2009 on the calendar. And the reason I did it was that I wanted to just withdraw and do this. I didn't intend to do what I did, but the way it worked out is that was when I unpacked my life and just literally started turning everything around. It happened during that time. But during that time, as I've said very openly, It would take a bottle of wine or more to get me to sleep, only to wake up the next morning in a sheer terror of, I didn't know, but it was just this panic. I mean, everything. And, you know, no wonder that a couple of years after, it was so strong and so powerful that no wonder a couple of years after that, I had a major heart issue. Now, here's the encouraging part. By the way, that is no way to manage your life, and I am not encouraging it at all. I have stopped drinking alcohol, and now as I look at it from not only the preservatives and the chemicals and everything that they put into wine and the just pure sugar hit that it gives your body is like one of the worst things you can do. Well, I uh, I hopefully have that behind. I hiked all of that wine out of me in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I would like to give you a, an ulterior way to fall asleep when you're really stressed out. Listen to some guided meditations. Oh, do you happen to that. know where some might be? Well, actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> are they free? <laughs> they are. There are some free ones on our website, www.soulfoodtalks.com. And you are absolutely welcome to those. They're under freebies. And if you're really stressed out, I would really truly suggest finding some guided meditations about exactly what you're stressing about. If you're not being able to sleep, if you have fear, if you are 
you're anxious about something. There's so many different topics and literally fall asleep listening to those. I can't tell you how many times, way more than I would like to count or own up to in my life, that has been my bottle of wine. Go to sleep listening to those, wake up in the middle of a night in the night with anxiety and you can't breathe and hit replay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe what we could do if people have topics that they would like us to create a meditation for, email them to us. And we'll say, no strings attached. We may or may not be able to get to it. But if you feed us the ideas, that helps put them in our pipeline that we know some of the issues that you are facing. So you can do that on our Facebook page at uh, the Subconscious Mind Mastery Facebook group. And if you're not a member of that, please search it up and come join us. But you could leave your comments there, or you could email me, thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com, or there's a contact form on our webpage at subconsciousmindmastery.com. Any of those ways will do. So you feed us your ideas, and maybe we will create something, and then we can stick it on there and, and let you know when it's out. Okay, let's talk about this, and I'm going to encourage you to stay with this to the end because we're going to tie it together in a really big way that's going to be a good aha, but we're going to lead up to this. Now, the, what I was going to say about that story of being in the RV is I'd like to encourage you because here's the deal. Where you are today, no matter where you are in your path, in your journey, where you are right now, take a snapshot, your life right now, is the sum result of all of your thoughts, intentions, and emotions for, let's say, the last 12 to 18 to 24 to even 36 months, depending on how quickly of a manifester you are. But seriously, where you are today is the accumulation of what you've been thinking about, what you've been feeding your mind. All right? So when I was in the RV having those afraid thoughts... That was the accumulation of everything that I've been feeding myself, which was a lifetime, by the way, of that nothing worked. And it all just kept crescendoing. And then when I hit that second divorce, it was just like ultimate failure. So that was the that was the low spot. That was the bottom of the that was the bottom of the barrel, if you would. So all of that is what went into the RV. And that's why the sheer terror, because it was like, oh my God. This doesn't work. This isn't safe. Then, now that I know this overlay, which, by the way, is in the podcast entitled Major Epiphany Under a Special Sky. I released it January 6, 2020. That also was in the mix, but I had no idea of what it was. You'll have to go back and listen to that podcast. We're not going to take time here to go into that. But that was also in the mix. So I came in to this life with a paradigm that this place is not safe in a big, big way. Now, I didn't start working on this stuff until probably the spring of that year. I mean, really in full earnest, pedal to the metal. And then it just kept compounding. Okay, by the fall of that year, so after doing this for about nine months as a total neophyte, I mean, you guys at least have the jump start of this podcast. And my goodness, you've got at your fingertips all the stuff that I've mentioned, Fred Dodson's books, all the, you know, just the plethora of information that we've put into this, uh, these 200 and something episodes. I had nothing. And by the fall of that year, things had started to shift. 
and I was starting to get the results of the good thoughts that I was putting into my consciousness and repeating with emotion for the six months or so prior to that. So I would encourage you with that story that wherever you are in your journey, you can start to make that shift right now. And that will start to have an impact on tomorrow. So that's one of the things that I think you can start to work with is just realizing just the reality and the acceptance that where you are today is a result of where you've been and you can instantly change it beginning as soon as this podcast is over, (laughs) right? Now, there's another piece that I think is very significant that Majana is going to talk about. Well, I think we're having an extra factor right now that we haven't had in our lifetimes before, and it's all of this energy around us. Thomas has talked about the Saturn-Pluto conjunction and what all of that means, and I truly think, as evidenced by what you're feeling and what so many people around you are feeling, is we are being called out. Our foundations are being shaken. So we do have to look at that, how we may have to redefine who we are and how we are in the world. Absolutely. And to the structure or the composition of a human being, that brings angst. Change. (laughs) We don't like it, right? We don't like change. We get into our comfort zones. And, you know, this is, so you might ask, well, why do we even presume that things are or would be bad? Good question. Why do we go there? Well, I think it goes to partially our heritage. Our design is that we come in with this, as I love, uh, Oren Klaus is the one who has attributed to this in his book, How to Pitch Anything, brilliantly and hilariously talks about the crock brain. (laughs) (laughs) And it's our it is our reptilian animalistic brain that is basically primeval swampish that is all about survival. And the crock brain analyzes things from an instant filter. So as soon as something hits us, the crock brain goes into action to say, is this safe or is this a threat? And from there, it says, if it's safe, do I need to eat it or mate with it? And if it's a threat, do I need to kill it? Or run away. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I I guess (laughs) that would be the fear. I don't know many alligators that uh, that, uh, back up. (laughs) (laughs) Well. But the point is, that's our first line of response to any kind of stimulus. No, where we tend to go is to what ifs and yeah buts. So if somebody gives you a good solution, yeah, but, and you can come up with reasons it won't work. But with, when left, left to our own crock minds, we come up with, oh, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? What if I can't do this? It's always something negative. So what if we could switch our what ifs around? What if it's always something great? I mean, this takes a conscious effort to change this. But truly, what if... The universe is 100% in your favor. And what if right now everything is aligning for your highest and best good? And what if you are being called out for change? 
But that result of that change will be a better you, a you that you never even thought you were worthy of being. If that even seems a little bit distant to think like that, let me throw another element in. I've mentioned it a hundred times on here out of 200 and something podcasts. It's been <laughs> in a lot of them. Is that, and, but it does come from that phase when I really transformed everything was that episode of Seinfeld, George Does the Opposite. You can search <laughs> it up on YouTube. It's about four minutes of a clip from a show from the Seinfeld vault where George is bemoaning the fact that his life is not going in the direction that he wants it to go. And they're in the little diner. He comes in. He orders the same thing, the same drink, the same sandwich. And in this just marvelous expression of psychological analysis. <laughs> George style. Jerry says, well, if you're not getting what you want, why don't you do the opposite? Maybe you'll get what you want. <laughs> it's like, so if you're having trouble creating those what if thoughts, go in the opposite direction of what you are thinking. At least you can capture where you are and then shift it to the what if, and then fill in the blank with the opposite of where you are. I think that's a great strategy. You know, when we're being called out, the truth is, re regardless of how you look at things, whether it's, you know, God or the universe, do you, can you really challenge yourself to co go back to a time where you were called to do something you were completely unequipped to do? Probably not. If you didn't have that specific skill, you had the means of acquiring that skill. So I really believe we're not given opportunities or expectations to do something that is completely out of our realm. Oh, you are so close to the ending. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are so close to the ending. You are brushing right up against it. So to extrude that point a little bit more... Go back to the – we've done some good podcasts in January 2020, I must say. Go back to the one that was released on January 15th called Belief Wrappers because that is Fred Dodson's extrusion of what Majano was talking about of creating a string or basically a loop of those what if things could be the best type of affirmations or thoughts and you create a belief wrapper – in other words, like a big tortilla around fajita, <laughs> around your belief system, where you encase it in something that basically is impenetrable from the negative thoughts. So you just create this loop. That is all in the Belief Wrappers podcast. That's a really quick listen. It's like 10 minutes. So you can put that together as well and create this sequence of positive affirmations that you just and – and here's the other thing. Fake it till you make it. I don't believe that. That's bull crap, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, and you know what? Just trust the process because here's the deal. If it can work for me, if it can work for Majana, if it can work for all the other people that you know out there who are just real normal people just like you who have learned this and mastered it and made it work, then it can work for you. Why? Because this is a universal law. So just like the sun comes up at a certain time based on the physics of the universe that is calculable. Is that a word? Calcul it is now. Calculable. <laughs> that they can calculate it and know exactly when it's going to happen. 
This is equally as precise. Problem is, we just leave holes in our process, call them back doors, basically. Um, life is going to be amazing and wonderful, and I'm going to make all this money until I don't. You know, you always leave that little hook. I call them the little hooks. And I used to throw these a bunch. I think I've gotten rid of 90 plus percent of them now, but I would always throw this little backdoor hook. Well, I'm going to create this or that, and I'm going to be this super manifester, but I always had this backdoor. Why? Because if it didn't work out, I still wanted to look good. <laughs> right, ego. And having, I told you so, this crap doesn't work. It's the, yeah, ego safety net of um, backdoor protection of your, of your ego. Mm-hmm. So I think a basic thing that we can do, and this seems so elementary, but when we're in a space of negativity and everything seems, seems to be going against us and all the thoughts are negative, truly stop yourself in the moment and take that negative thought, rephrase it and reframe it into something positive, and then force yourself to say three positive thoughts, maybe related to that, maybe not, but you're just reprogramming yourself to see the positive side of things. And it truly works. That is one of Fred's exercises in many of his books is a three to one or even a five to one ratio. For every negative, you create three, four, five positive things to offset it. And Fred has another strategy that I absolutely love because it ends up being humorous, and it can help you shift out of this negativity. And by the way, humor is a good way out, too. It is. Humor, absolutely. if you can turn this into something you can laugh about and genuinely, I mean, just genuinely find the humor in it. Lighten up. Right. In fact, in the book that I just, the audio book that I just finished, Essays on Creating Reality, book four, there's a chapter in there on humor as a path to higher consciousness. Anyway. Well, so Fred talks about when you're stressed out and th everything's bad, look at the absolute worst thing that could happen. In this, in your situation, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? And just go there and say it out loud. And then think, okay, is that, what's the probability of that happening? Is that really going to happen? No, no, probably not. But if it did, if that happened from that position, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the next worst thing? Right. You use it as a, as a sequence. You keep yes. getting worse and worse and worse. So you're going down the awful rabbit hole. <laughs> you're spiraling down the worst possible scenario. And the end result is? You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and you, because you froze to death on a park bench, you know, feeding the pigeons with food you didn't own. I don't know. It's, you know, you just create these crazy scenarios of, well, what's going to happen if you lose your job? Well, then I won't have any money. Well, what will happen if you lose your money, if you don't have any money? Well, then I'll have to, I'll have to foreclose on my house. Well, what will happen if you foreclose on your house? Well, then I'll have to live in my car. Well, what will happen then? Well, they'll come take my car. Well, it might be a while before they find you. Um, you know, it's like, well, then I won't be able to put any gas in it. Well, what will happen then? You just keep going through this, you know, this spiral of events, and you get yourself laughing because, you know, by the time you're – cold and naked on the street, um, you, you kind of realize that that's probably not going to happen. Right. Your mind just goes, you let it carry you away and it becomes ridiculous. So the humor, there's humor in the shift, number one, there's humor in the irony, and there's 
there's also a release as you really fillet this thing out and you hold it out there and just expose it so that you can look at it. Like almost even, I'm doing this right now with my hands. Put your hands together like, you know, your palms together like you're holding, going to receive something in your hands and put your vision or your imagination of this fearful situation right there in your hands. Put it right there and look at it. Observe it. Move the perspective around it. Move the angle. Look at it from top, bottom. What color is it? Is it alive or is it kind of turning into blob in your hands? You know, is it oozing out of your hands and just falling apart? And as you just observe it with consciousness and realize, is this really likely to happen? Is this likely to happen if I change my thought pattern? If I completely radically change my thought pattern, what is the likelihood that this would happen versus something else would happen? Maybe I email Thomas and Majana and they create this super meditation uh, audio recording that snaps me right out of it, you know, this kind of thing. So that is a very powerful exercise on oh so many fronts. Now, the last one that I wanted to leave with you comes from the audiobook Lives of the Soul. This was like the biggest epiphany that I had that let me allowed me to let go of so many uh, attachments to these fears. In that book, Fred, and you'd have to get it and listen to it. It's a super quick listen. It also is a really good base for Majana's podcast, Life After Life. They really are hand in glove together, uh, the same kind of thread. So if you just wanted to get on the same mental playing field and then pick up with what Majana's talking about, you go back and you listen to Lives of the Soul and then listen to Majana's episodes and you'll be going like stuff will just be firing off. Oh, wow, I get it. So in Lives of the Soul, Fred talks about one particular scene that happens in our life between our lives. And that is that we work with our soul guide, and you can speak to this very well, and we literally, as he says, and this comes from a lot of people disclosing this and opening this up through hypnotherapy. That aside, where it came from, it's in the book. But um, we go into this movie projector room, if you will, and we play scenes from this life that we've put together. And how that how we get to that point is all in Majana's podcast, and it's in the book. You can you can piece all that together of how we get there. But the point is that we sit in this theater and watch potential, keyword, potential scenes from this existence. And then, of course, we are given options around whether those are going to unfold or not. But the point is, when you realize that we created these tensions, these fears, these situations that we are afraid of, we actually created before we came here. And you realize then if you overlay astrology, and I'm not going down that road, but when you overlay that, you realize the path that we are on, that this is a guided path for our soul's growth, that whatever it is that happens is within the context of that purpose. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And you know what? It's empowering. There's no victim in that. 
this is all about you and it's empowering. You know, that is so true. And it is so amazing that in this design, the very things that are the crux of our growth, we are afraid of. (laughs) You know, there's a perspective that I think is spot on that most people do not want to make change until the present becomes either scarier or less or more unbearable than the unknown. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people find this podcast at a bottom point for that very reason, because in the good times, you don't go searching for this kind of thing. Right. You know what I forgot? What's that? My book. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> to mention my book. I wrote a book about this, and it was released in 2016. It's on Amazon. It's called Fear Busters. Yes, very good. And the audiobook is on Audible as well. Gives 14 different ways that you can reprogram fear. These are little subconscious reprogramming techniques encased in the tortilla or wrapper of fear. So pick that up on Amazon, Kindle, uh, paperback, and Audible for the audiobook. And then you have a reference point at your fingertips. All right, that's it for this one. Hope that helps. I know a lot of us are feeling the strain right now. Just realize we're all in good hands and all is well. So grow on and enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.